0: You are now listening to The Power of the Cross with the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. This is Bishop Farrell Wilson with the Lighthouse Church of God inviting you to join us locally at 1004 Highway 7 North just off exit 211 on I-55. Service times are 11 a.m. at 5 p.m. Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Philippians chapter 3 starting in verse 17. Brethren... Be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. For many walk, of whom I've told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, conversation means lifestyle, From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray together. Father, we love you. The few moments we have together as we break the bread of life, Lord God, we pray your Holy Spirit will come down in a mighty way. God, anoint me to preach. Touch these people to hear your children, Lord God. May you bless them mightily, God, with all the desires of their heart, according to your will be done. And we ask it in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. God, a short sermon here this morning titled Mark Them. Mark them. Uh, Paul had urged the church at Philippi to follow his conduct. And he said, "Follow me." And just as he exhorted the church at Corinth, he said, "Follow my example, as I follow Christ." In the early years of the church, and just as now, believers need to find examples to follow in this day, especially in this day and age we live in. Uh, and I'm going to talk about following examples, uh, not an ego trip. Not something that holds the pastor or the teacher up high above everybody. It's really the Greek word, the following, really carries with it the idea of us locking arms together and walking forward as one in the, the midst of them leads that, that moving forward. And it's not following a false way. We, we can't follow a false way. You may think you can, but you're going to be awfully shocked at the failure it's going to bring in your life. Uh, the idea was to pattern themselves after the way Paul was living. And Paul lived by faith, not works. And it was very abundantly clear through Scripture that we must pointedly, very pointedly, that we live by faith in Christ and what he accomplished at Calvary. No other way. There's no other way to live for God. Uh, what Christ accomplished at Calvary is the type of faith we must have. And I I got a letter in the mail here at the church a couple days ago and some guy He had brought wrote me a letter. It was pages and pages and pages I didn't even take the time to read it because as soon as I started reading the guy told me, you know You're right about faith But you know, you also have to be baptized in water and you're not baptizing people in water, right? and uh, you know, you you, although you have faith works is what really pleases God He's not reading the same Bible I am. He, he has a different uh, a version or something going on. He, he's made up his own religion because there's one way to live for God and one way only. And that is by faith in what Christ accomplished at Calvary. There's no other method. There's not 10, 20 ways. There's one way that we can have a right relationship with God. And Paul, that's all Paul talked about was the cross. And he said those that wouldn't follow that way, there's another side to this. Mark mark them that we'll talk about. But the first side of it is mark them that walk in this way. Know who they are. Know who preaches the truth. That's the people you need to get behind. That's the people you need to support. That's the ministries you need to tie the support to. I have no problem with them telling anybody in here. Uh, The the JSM down in uh, Baton Rouge or any other churches preaching the cross of Christ. If God leads you into that, support them from time to time. Buy the Bible. Send them an offering. You'll be blessed. I'll pray. I promise you, we have got to get this message out. It's not just about the lighthouse. It's about this body of Christ coming together, and we, we mark those. We, we follow those as they follow Christ. The standards of God's righteousness were made apparent in the Ten Commandments. He said, here is ten simple moral commands you have to keep. And God gives us, he gives us that perfection of keeping them when we place our faith in what Christ accomplished at Calvary. The church has missed that. Uh, And I'm not preaching once saved, always saved. I'm not telling you can go live any kind of way you want. But I am telling you, when your faith is in what Christ accomplished at Calvary, you are in that perfection of Jesus Christ that he kept the Ten Commandments in totality. Amen, bro. I thought you'd be happy to know you're perfect this morning. Amen. You ought to be happy. And, and thank you, Jesus. I, I was just giving a, a supplication to the Lord, a thanksgiving, or I think a better word is a thanksgiving prayer to the Lord. I, I thanked him for the cross yesterday morning because, God, I can't do this on my own. I don't have it in me to do this on my own. And thank goodness God has devised a way when our faith is in the correct object, the Holy Spirit living inside of us can lead and guide us as God intended. That's God's path to victory. Don't tell me you can't overcome sin because you can you can be victorious over everything that plagues you today Everything that causes you to get in trouble It's the things that cause I love what brother Larson says When you bite off a big old piece of stupid And do something you're not supposed to do The cross is the answer you're looking for When our faith is in the correct object The Holy Spirit will do a work in us In fact, all that we receive from the Lord are healing You listening this morning, everything you're wanting from the Lord, your healing, your blessings, your victories, everything comes completely and totally through the cross of Christ. It comes no other way. Men may tell you a different story, but as you pick up the Word of God, and you study it for yourself, and you listen to the teachers, that's why you mark those that are preaching the truth. That's why you get behind those that are preaching the truth, because I promise you, when you show up in the heaven, God's not going to ask you which church you attended, and if that made you holy, perfect, and righteous. He could care less that your mom and daddy attended church for 50 years, and you joined in over there and oh look god i did this right here at this church you might very well hear the words depart from me you workers of iniquity i know you not god's concerned about one thing where is your faith today not in a man not in a building not in a denomination that is a good way to bust the gates of hell wide open listening to a man that does not know the truth, listening to a woman that does not know the truth, and it's very simple. Very, very simple. You mark them that are preaching Christ and Him crucified. It's that simple. It is the only manner and way of victory by the finished work of Christ. Quit searching for everything else. I still, day, day after day, as I encounter things in my life that are issues and things when I have failed the Lord, God brings back to my mind that day I was sitting in the truck And I didn't I loved the Lord. I knew I was saved and on my way to heaven But I had things in my life that shouldn't be there I knew I shouldn't been pulling up down there at halcom and grabbing a beer, but I didn't know the path to victory And with all my being I loved the Lord Jesus Christ if I had (laughs) died that moment. I'd have went to heaven But that doesn't mean I was living the life that God wanted me to live Nobody knew the struggle Day in and day out, I would go, I would go home and I, I basically cried myself to sleep every night. I know I can't live this way. Where's the answer? And then one day I hear from on the radio, the answer you're looking for is in the cross. And that answer, my friends, set me free because one of the first verses I started realizing was Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus or to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I was set free that day that I understood that. I understood that I'm no longer condemned before God, despite the church telling me I was wrong, and I wasn't ever going to make it. I had liberty and freedom in knowing that my God has set me free. He forgave me. I'm off the auction block of sin. I no longer belong to Satan. I'm no longer condemned. It didn't make me holy, perfect, and righteous. But I understood that I'm no longer condemned. I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm no longer going to walk after my own means. Walking after the flesh is trying to please God by your own willpower. I know we've got some strong-minded people here at the lighthouse. I promise you. Amen, Brother Wilson. From four years old on up to 80... We've got some very strong-minded people here. Inherently there's nothing wrong with that to be strong-minded and pursue the right things in life. There's nothing wrong with that. but it is wrong when you take that same willpower and try to please the Lord with it and gain victory over sin. That's never going to please the Lord. The great here's the great mistake made by many Christians. You ready? When we think Jesus, we think about when Jesus saved us. We think about when we were baptized in the Holy Ghost. And may I throw in here, if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you ought to be on your face before God every free minute you get, every time at this church, and be seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not telling you it's a requirement to make it to heaven, but if you want to experience the full power of God, if you want things to happen in your life you've never had before, spiritually speaking, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't care what everybody else is thinking. Yeah, it involves speaking in tongues. The initial physical evidence that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in other tongues. There's no other initial physical evidence. There'll be other things happen in your life. You'll love greater. You'll have greater faith. You'll understand the Word of God more. Many things will happen. Many fruit will be born from the baptism of Holy Spirit. But the initial physical evidence that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit as you have spoke with other tongues. But we, we look at these things and, how, and you think about it, we are very, very fortunate that we have those things. And the mistake is, though, when we get in this saved condition and we realize how blessed we are, that we think that somehow we have reached a pinnacle that we can't go beyond, that will never fail again. But we do fail. Don't go looking at your neighbor. Don't go look at your husband. Go don't look at your wife. Your worst enemy, just go look in the mirror. That is your worst enemy. Quit putting the blame on somebody else. It's when we fail, not if we fail. If you're truly honest with yourself, you're going to fail. And that first failure, we think it's just a fluke. Well, maybe, you know, I... Yeah, it was just a little back set, and it, it'll be all right. I had this happen to me in my Christian walk when I first got in, I didn't understand. I, well, that was just a fluke. I went down there and got another beer. It'll be all right. Just give it a couple days. And then it just keeps happening. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. All the church loves to look at the five great sins. If you're truly honest with yourself, these things, they'll keep happening and happening again. And you know what you do? Here's the great mistake of Christians. You set out to correct it by your own willpower. I'm going to do this, this, and this. If you really fell off the wagon, so to speak, of the right path you're supposed to be on, you'll also start blaming other people. You'll start, oh, look what these people did to me. Look at the pastor. Look what they They didn't call me enough. They didn't visit me enough. Oh, he said, to her, he said Moses was in the ark. You'll blame all oh, can. I have said that. You'll blame all kinds of things. But when you get down to it, you're trying to please God by law. Because you've set up methods. You said, hey, I, I failed. What I'll do now is I'll begin to pray more. And God will be happy to, hey, when you commit sin, you should pray. You better open up 1 John 1 and I believe it's 1 and 9 and read it. You better confess your sins before the Lord. But that doesn't give you victory over sin. You confessed. You've entered into right relationship with him. The relationship's right. But that still doesn't give you a perpetual victory over sin. The only thing that gives you a lasting, sustained, continued victory over sin is your faith in what Christ accomplished at Calvary. Nothing else. That is the only thing God's going to honor. That's the only way the power of the Holy Spirit is going to move and operate through you is by the correct faith. And I'm tell you, this is life-changing what I'm talking about this morning. This is life-changing. This will flip your world upside down and bake your cake, whatever that means. (laughs) I mean, this is it. You want to write Everybody, we're almost here, a new year. And everybody in the world is going to come out with some diet fad, some book, and they're going to look for all kinds of things to get victory over sin. They're going to say, well, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to smoke anymore. I'm not going to cuss anymore. Hey, start now. Don't wait on a resolution you're not going to keep anyway. This is the answer. This is life changing. This is a radical change of life. You know, when we... We resolve in our hearts, you know, it's not going to happen again. And when we sit out to resolve these matters, and you know what it's turned into is try harderism. I'm going to try harder and harder and harder and harder. Look, you can work your fingers down to your religious bone. And you still are not going to have the victory. I promise you, I stood there loving Christ saved on my way to heaven. And I did not know how to get victory over that sin in my life. And even today, it went out started taking up a pastoral role here. Things started creeping in. Oh, I've got this now, I've got this. There ain't gonna be no more problems in my life. And guess what? Sin starts creeping in. Pride. Saying things that shouldn't come out of your mouth. The only path to victory is through the cross of Christ. Romans eight and two. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That's your, that's the mechanics of how the Holy Spirit works. We're not, I've had, no doubt, no doubt, somebody will probably get mad at me this morning or take this the wrong way. But I'm sorry, you don't live under the Ten Commandments no more. The Ten Commandments are gone for you. Yes, they're a roadmap. Yes, they're a guidepost. Yes, they tell us what's right and wrong in this world. But you can't live by it. You may prove it to you. You haven't kept them all. You broke them. And guess what? When you're up under law, you break the law one time, you're guilty. There is no do over it. You're guilty. I guess unless maybe you want to build a tabernacle and start sacrificing goats and bulls and rams and get you some priests and some ephods and all that. No, that ain't going to happen. I'm amazed at all the people that want to go into law and they think just keeping Jewish holidays and wearing prayer shawls See, that's the bane of the modern church. The tragedy is we have nobody really as a whole, as the church body as a whole, standing from the pulpit and saying it is Christ and Him crucified or nothing else. It can be no other way. There is no compromise. I'm sorry, wearing a prayer shawl is not going to get you closer with God. You've got a pretty shawl around your neck. It's all you're doing. That does not get you communicate with God. Let me tell you what. You can be, y'all going to get mad at me, but whatever. You can be in your birthday suit on the ground in your bedroom praying and have good, full communication with God. You don't need a prayer shawl. You can lay before the Lord dressed as you are today. You don't need a prayer shawl. You don't need a menorah. Yeah, You can keep all that I've watched people time You think I'm being silly this morning But I can point to you time after time after time There are hundreds of ministries out there Wanting you to partake of Jewish holidays And they'll tell you to fast They'll tell you to pray They'll tell you to do all these activities When you consider When you have sin enter your life And I'm telling you God has struck Ichabod across those ministries The spirit of the Lord has departed Because of the man or woman is not preaching christ in him crucified it is not of god i'm not saying they're necessarily bent on it's maybe not in the heart of it well they're trying to be evil i'm not saying that what it is it, it's ignorance ignorance you know ignorant means you don't understand but now if you do understand and you refuse to take that way you have become a blasphemer now, you may think what I'm saying, oh, Brother Wilson, I don't know about that. Most of the church, when you present the cross of Christ, they get offended. I couldn't, I couldn't grasp this concept either. Glenn laughs at me every time I tell this. When I, when I, when I knew the message of the cross... And it hit me, and I I started getting victory. I chunked them cigarettes in the garbage, and I never took no alcohol again in my life. I had victory, and I knew it. And you tell me, I was already on fire for Jesus. I poured the ethanol in it. And They could tell when I walked in the back door. Y'all walk here, said that I walked in the church. They got scared of me because I walk in, whoa! <laughs> Y'all ready to get going? I'm ready to hear something. And, I, and I'm thinking, man, I told my wife when I had that epiphany and the light went off. I said, man, I can't wait to get to church. They must not know about this. My wife, what do you mean? I, they don't know. Man, they find they figure this out down there. We did have revival. I'm serious. I, me, as naive as I am, I thought that. And here I am walking my little study Bible up down. Do y'all know this right here? And the first words out of their mouth were I could care less about a failed minister. That was the response I got. Let me tell you what, I they they have a problem with the messenger. I have no problem with the messenger because this the messenger is Jesus Christ. The messenger is God Almighty. He's that preacher. He's that messenger with beautiful feet. Hey Amen. He's the one bringing this message, not man. He'll, he'll, you know what? He's usually going to pick the one out that nobody wants to hear. God will usually pick that one out that nobody wants anything to do with. The, I guarantee you, God's going to pick the one out to use that the world would say, ain't no way they're ever going to make it. Verse 18, for many of whom I've told you often now tell you weeping, they are enemies Of the cross of Christ. That's how the Holy Spirit labeled them. As enemies of the cross of Christ. Those that substitute anything else. And for what Christ accomplished. Are labeled as enemies of the cross of Christ. Many walk that road to a crossless Christianity. It is sweeping our nation as a fad. To remove symbols like this. I can't, again, I have no explanation for you other than that it's satanic at its core. To be saved and experience all the Lord has for us, there's but one path to walk, and that is through Calvary. John 10 and 1, Jesus said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enter not by the door in the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, listen to what he called him, that same is a thief and a robber. If you try to go into God's, A house if you will by any other way than what christ accomplished at calvary Jesus said you're trying to climb over the wall and get in and you're nothing but a thief and a robber Paul took no glory in this weeping Paul wasn't saying it like oh good. I'm glad they're failing and we shouldn't either As we see these people that have taken a wrong direction it ought to break us down to our very core and cause us to weep We have souls at stake We have people that could very well go to hell listening to the wrong doctrine. They could lose their way. I won't go through the list. There are many denominations out there to this day. Grasping on things, ungodly things like homosexuality and lesbianism. I love them. But I'm not going to condone it. Listen to what Paul says. 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. But I fear less by any means. As the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. This is simple. It's not complicated. This is so very simple. Do not let anybody beguile you. Don't let Satan come in and trip you and trick you. Don't let him catch you off guard. This is simple. is Christ and him crucified. Your faith in that and nothing else. And i tell you what, I know God well enough, I can say this about him. I don't think no man can wrap his mind around the one eternal completely and totally. But we can know this about him. If you'll start somewhere with him, Jesus said, A faith like a mustard seed, God will fill in the blanks for you. God will give you the power you need. God will push you in the direction you need. He'll open the doors for you and guide you through everything you need in life. All he's asking is you give him a starting place. You open up that door just by faith in Christ and what he accomplished at Calvary. God's going to give you the direction you need. For he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which you have not received, or another gospel which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. What he's saying is, If you follow a false direction, we have not preached. And he said, we preach Christ and him crucified. That's what he said. He said, if you follow somebody else, you might bear well to stay with them. And go ahead and go down that road with them if you're not going to accept the truth. You mark those that are preaching the truth. You mark those that are following Christ. You also mark those that are following a false way. Not the people following the people that are teaching and preaching it. The church, you hear me this morning, must come back to the cross. If there's any hope for this nation, if there's any hope in this hour we live in, if we're going to make Brother Gary's job easier, if we're going to turn things around, it's going to be as the cross of Christ is held up in the church is the only answer. Nothing else will do. I am fully convinced this is the answer that for this, I know it is. This is the answer for the dilemma we're in. Have you not noticed this whole world has been beguiled? They're shoved into their activities in the world. Sin is the problem. We have to deny our own abilities. The cross is the only answer for sin. Bear with me. You're going to like this. In the last verse that I read you, 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things, whose end is destruction... In the cross, if the cross of Christ is ignored or given a secondary position, destruction is the end result. I know people are rallying around churches; they're preaching a false way, and these things are booming and going. But I promise you, in the end, after it's all said and done, destruction is what is coming. And in your own life, you may think taking a false way is going to give you; it may give you a, a season of, of victory. What you think is a victory if you want a lasting victory in your life if you want the answer for the problem You have in your life now It's going to be done through the cross of christ whose glory is their shame The material modern prosperity gospel what they seek after God labels as a shame when a church can no longer do anything but preach about what you can get from the Lord and make the Holy Spirit your personal cabana boy and just ring that bell and here comes God for every little material you need in life. God labels that as a shame. Look, I know that we have material needs and God knows all about it. But this pulpit, I'll touch on them once in a while. But it is a shame to watch these pulpit pimps going for, I said it, Going forth and making a God out of money, it's a shame. God said their end is destruction. That's where they're headed. Who mind earthly things. This means they have no interest in things of God. You know what? If the things of God have become boring to you, if church is boring, I'm not talking about any church. I'm talking about a church that's (laughs) preaching the cross of Christ. If it's become boring to you, the church and God is not the problem. Jesus is not the problem. Again, I challenge you to go look in the mirror to see what the problem is. I get excited whether I I look. I get excited about church even this day. I don't move as quick as I used to, Brother Randy. But I still get happy knowing it's Sunday because I'm not going to work. I'm going to get to go to the house of God Somebody is going to bless me somewhere with some word to me. You can bet God's going to send some messed up people in here to start with me. I'm chunk full of flaws. I make mistakes left and right, to include in I can't count how many mistakes I've made. But we lock arms together and we mark them that are preaching the truth and we go forward declaring this lovely gospel teaching and preaching Christ and him crucified and get behind every single one of us. Not just behind me. That doesn't just mean Pharaoh Wilson. That means every single living, breathing body in this church that is behind this message. We get behind them. We keep pushing forward till he returns. You've been listening to Bishop Pharoah Wilson with the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. Visit our website at grenadachurch.com for service times and to offer your support to our ministry. Please forward all prayer requests, comments, or questions to the Lighthouse, P.O. Box 2441, Grenada, Mississippi, 38902. Email us at lighthousechurchofgod at gmail.com. Or give us a call at 662-294-0608. Join us at the Lighthouse December 2nd through the 4th with Special Guest Minister Lauren Larson from Sunlight Broadcasting.